Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Well, hi everyone. Great to have you with us again today and the end of another week in Auckland's lockdown and just would love to bring some encouragement uh, to you today. Uh, It's been another interesting week, uh, the announcement of mandatory vaccinations for more professions and I know that for many of us that won't have uh, much impact at all but for some it has a very, very big impact. But let's just continue to be God's people who sow peace, build bridges in this time. And I know that so many of us at Coast Vineyard are experiencing significant change, just like moving house. I know that just this week, the the Alexanders, part of Coast Vineyard, they uh, moved out of their house on Thursday. And then the very next day on Friday, Mike and Fiona Brown, their family moved into the exact same house. And I know that many of you are moving houses or uh, looking for houses or about to move houses. There's been new babies born, there's job changes, job losses. Um, education, uni students, school, everything, it's just, you know, parents, students, teachers, physical hardship. I know that many of you will know uh, Clive at church, well, the very first day of lockdown, he was he's alone and fell down the stairs at his house, uh, but he broke the fall uh, with his face. So uh, he's doing well now that the black eyes have... Uh, uh, faded, uh, but a number of people have been in hospital. Clive wasn't one of them, he, uh, but you know we've had you know, Ted was in hospital with pneumonia, and and Miriam, wow, just life-threatening stuff. And we're just so grateful for the answers to prayer and uh, how well you're doing, Miriam, if you're watching. Uh, but quite a number of others as well. And you know you will know your own situation and the changes that are a part of the season. It's just the season of change. Like We're gonna be starting a little three-week mini-series uh, today called Life in Limbo. And just wanna, I mean, I know for me, I wanted to call it uh, Living La Vida Limbo, but um, I talked to Jacinda, my wife, about it, and she just said, no, that's not happening. So, um, but the word limbo, it just means the state of uncertainty. And, and that's what we just planned. Like, maybe we could plan three weeks uh, for church because like who knows what will be happening in three weeks it might be you know level 2.6 or, or 1.8 or 3.33 recurring like we just don't know so I thought I would talk first of all today to a couple of ex-coast vineyarders who many of you will know my daughter Bex and her husband Kieran, and they have gone through heaps of change over the last two years. They've moved to London and soon after the world got hit with COVID. And I just wanted to hear how they navigated their relationship with God through all the changes. All right, everybody, here we are with uh, Rebecca and Kieran Rye. Rebecca, if you've never met these guys before, Rebecca is my favorite overseas daughter. And Kiran is my favorite son-in-law, and <laughs> you will know them from when they were on staff and very involved at Coast Vineyard Church. But a couple of years ago, they just felt the calling of God to head off to the UK and have been adventuring over there. And uh, so 
just thought it'd be great to have a bit of a chat and uh, we're in, just starting a series today where we're looking at uh, live, life in limbo and uh, so much change happening and you guys are you know, a couple that have been through all sorts of change in the last two and a half years, getting married, going overseas, and then throw a bit of COVID in the midst of it as well. And so um, I guess the question that I'd love to fire out to you guys is uh, lots and lots of change. It'd be good to hear a little bit about, you know, how the change has gone. But the, uh, what I'd love to get people to hear is uh, any... Um, Thing that you've found in the, on the journey where it's been helpful to find God in the midst of uh, when life is in limbo? Well, firstly, can we just say hi, Coast Vineyard? We <laughs> miss you and love you lots. Um, we have been so excited watching along on all the social media stuff <laughs> and um, seeing you grow and thrive. And um, yeah, we, we, we miss you, but we still feel part of the family, um, whether you like it or not. So <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll just jump in and talk a little bit about um, well, when we first moved over here, um, a big part of it for us was wanting to try and find church community because that's um, really important to us and it was what we wanted to to get stuck into and it took a wee while actually for us to find a place that felt like uh, right on a few different levels um, that, that felt like home and where we should be um, but we, we, we came across this church and we went along and it, we just felt right away that to be it felt very similar to coast actually a lot of um similar values and we thought right let's let's get stuck and let's commit and then i think it was the week after national lockdown <laughs> everything <laughs> shut down that was just... last March. <laughs> um, so we thought oh this is great um this will be a new challenge yeah i mean since moving over here um we've actually spent not a lot of time in a church building um and so that has been challenging because obviously going to church has been a big part of our lives we've been very involved in church before and um and we wanted to to do that again but um obviously kind of haven't really had that choice which is which is fine um hard but but i mean obviously we, we have to do what we have to do but um it's meant that i guess i i mean we're not you know Sunday Christians, but it's the Sunday is a good prompt to kind of um, help you get into a space um, of, of worship, of community, um, connecting with, with God and praying with others. And that um, kind of prompt was taken away from, from us. And obviously the community element, all of that's kind of taken away. So I think for us, it's about, it was about creating new rhythms in the week, um, new prompts to be able to I'd be like, okay, cool, we're going to enter into a space of worship or um, time with God or praying with one another or whatever that looked like. Um, but, yeah, we found some really cool resources partly through our church um, and also just other ones online that were, were kind of helpful for us. There's like a um, daily prayer book, things like that, that kind of helped with with being able to connect with God in maybe new ways for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and one of the big parts uh, for us was we wanted to join a small group. And so they started up a bunch of new ones right when 
this lockdown happened. And so we joined, it was all online and- It was a brand new group. Brand new group. They hadn't met each other before in real life. Um, so we, yeah, it was quite quite a weird experience. I'm sure many of you would have gone through something similar. You, you log on, not really sure who's gonna be opening up the Zoom call. Um, and so we, we joined this group, not really sure whether we would stick around or what it would be like. We're just testing the waters. <laughs> um, and it's been one of the biggest blessings for us over the last year and, and a half. Um, just um, we were really surprised that we could find that level of connection and um, being able to pray for each other over over Zoom and and continue that now that things have started to open up. Yeah. Um, and we've been able to meet up and do that. But really the initial spark from that came from meeting online. Not, I mean, no one was thrilled about having to do it online. <laughs> it's, it's not as good. Yeah, but it's, it is amazing how deep your relationships can get, even just like just online, you mm-hmm. know. You might not know how, how tall they are in person, <laughs> but you know their heart, you know, um, that they care for you. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty epic. They're some of our best friends um, over here now, and we met them all online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, one thing that we did last year, I think, right in the heart of of lockdown, and when it was still pretty cold. I mean, that's most of the year here. But um, <laughs> uh, it was uh, we kind of went through. Uh, I guess you could call it a series, but we we took turns, different people in the group sharing how they personally are maintaining their connection with God and continuing oh, cool. to hear um, from him. And and it was amazing. You'd think that it would be quite similar, but we had a real, yeah, variety of ways that people were choosing to engage. Some of it was through using our one hour of exercise that we were allowed at the time uh, to go on a prayer walk um, or spend time in God's creation and, and, and engage there. Um, for others, they had some great resources that they'd used daily to um, as a kind of devotional thing. Um, and, and yeah, it was, it was quite, I mean, for the, for the resources and tools itself, it was great, but it was also just helpful to, for us to hear that it had been useful for others and, and for them to share their experience of it. Like I've really met God, even though I've been stuck in this one room, mm. um, I know that he's here with me and, and this is how we talk. Yeah. And I think as well, like having, I don't know, I guess people sharing that, that type of, um, that type of stuff is just encouraging. It's like, okay, cool. We can do this differently. And we're in space where, that is actually having, we're kind of being forced to do things differently. And so having um, those different resources was just helpful for, for us and for others to be able to try try new ways of connecting with God um, mm. in, in spaces that we're maybe not used to doing that in, um, and, and kind of creating, creating new rhythms, um, but like together. And mm. it was, yeah, it was just really, it's been really cool. Mm. Um, yeah. What does worship look like when you're not um, church together? Yeah, I mean, I'm very fortunate to have a musician that can like play music. <laughs> you're our um, personal worship um, leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's handy. <laughs> but and it, it is hard as well because in our flat um, that we were living in, we had a person above us, two people next to us. Um, and so you can't be too loud. <laughs> Um, and it can't be at all times of the day, you know. So, um, 
yeah, I guess navigating that was was tricky. But I think for us, it was just making making the time. But it didn't have to be on a Sunday; it could be any time. Um, yeah. And I mean, worship online is hard, especially doing worship like through online church as well. It can be hard to to connect, um, but it, it's worthwhile. And uh, also, again, key down to pick up the time, be playing along with whatever songs the worship leader was um was doing i also found painting as well painting not like i'm not super creative it's paint by numbers but it was a great time to like just have nothing really going on in your brain to be thinking about stuff that you're concentrating but it was a great time to be able to like have i don't know just i don't know that was just a really good time for me to be able to chuck on some worship or have a, something playing in the background and mm. feeling like I was connecting with God in a semi-creative space. Yeah, um, cool. That was, that was helpful for me, but um, yeah, that was cool. And cool. Um, I think as well, just being in nature helped um, as well. I mean, it's, it's hard to not worship God in a space that is um, created so beautifully. And yeah, mm. um, because I guess that, I mean, that is another form of, of worship is like being in, in creation and kind of celebrating that and being with God and that. Because, um, yeah, we know worship's not just about the music, but, um, yeah, that was that was really, like, the, the nature of it was really good. We got to explore quite a few places in our local neighbourhood and, and, and celebrating that God put us there for a reason in this area that we hadn't really explored that much pre-lockdown. And being able to be like, wow, like, God, you're just so, it's so pretty here. And we're in the middle of the city and it's just beautiful. And yeah, um, it's hard to not, to not um, want to celebrate him and, and what he's created. So, yeah, I think, I mean, like lockdown was hard for us. It was really hard mm. and we don't love working from home and it's, not been a great time the whole time you know and and the stuff that we're talking about hasn't actually always been easy it's actually really hard especially when lockdown drags like it's fun to start new things at the beginning but then when it just becomes normal life like it's hard and and we got used to it and it's that's just kind of how it ended up but it's I I think like we've been able to reflect obviously because we're kind of coming out of it now um, it's still different, but you know, a little, a little, little less locked down, <laughs> um, and definitely less locked down than you, what you guys are right now. But just being able to reflect on some of the stuff that God has done for us um, throughout lockdown, and I think I kind of wish I'd done that more um, throughout lockdown. Like finding moments to be where I'm, like I guess moments of gratitude. Um, for where God's shown up because he he does and he and he can totally show up in your home um, on a regular on regular occasions and so I think that's um, something that I wish I'd done throughout um, lockdown because it's it's easy to get bogged down in the in some of the loneliness and isolation and that's fair enough but it's also um, I think it's it's hard to hard to sometimes well it's it's easy to forget that God's still there and he's still doing good things in your life um and so that's something I wish that I'd done more in in lockdown is kind of celebrate those moments where he he's kind of pulled through in prayer or come through in prayer or you know done done that sort of done done good things for us so um yeah yeah and I think just the last thing from me was um 
that just when things are changing, because like you said, we've gone through a lot of different changes. We've um, moved flats in the last few months. Um, jobs. Jobs and yeah, got, yeah. A, got a new visa and everything to, to stick around. Um, sorry. Um, so <laughs> there has been a lot of change, but I, I think in that, you know, we always say that, you know, God stays the same through um, all of these different seasons of life, which is true. Um, but I think that the way that we uh, engage with him and yeah, choose to connect can be different in those different seasons and that's okay. And and I think even if that's for a short time where it's like my life rhythms look different right now, um, everything feels like a swirl. So I have to just carve out these little five minute windows of trying to <laughs> listen to God or it has to be while I'm doing something else that that's okay and just just to try and go with where god's calling you for that moment because we know that in another couple of months you know things will change again life will look different here and i'm i'm sure it will for for all of you too so yeah just a just an encouragement to to not have to feel like you've found the one way of <laughs> doing it but just to be willing to to flex with that yeah Oh, I love that. It's super good. So uh, thanks so much. Hey, well, guys, well, thank you. Um, great to hear, you know, words of wisdom from the other side of the planet. So good to see those guys. So let's talk about change. Like when change comes to us, we have to change. So what we do, what we think, how we live, our, road, our routines have to change, our schedules get shuffled, our plans get get parked or changed or thrown out completely and in the midst of all of this we may find ourselves in like overload or grief or just very very full because of you know transitions that have been forced on us and as spiritual people we can find it hard to find God like where are you God you seem distant God God remember me I know I've been busy we haven't talked much God God I, I want to pray and, and read the scriptures but it's it's all I can do to get to the end of the day without throwing the cat at the kids and all the cutlery at my husband like you know for many of us our prayer if we can find time and energy or, or words our prayer can be so similar to the prayer of King David in Psalm 22 and it starts off this like this my god my god why have you forsaken me why are you so far from saving me so far from my cries of anguish my god i cry out by day but you do not answer by night but i find no rest and then later in the same psalm he says trouble is near and there is no one to help St. Ignatius of Loyola, the famous Spanish priest from the 16th century, he used the word desolation to describe these seasons. There's an author and spiritual director, Margaret Sylph, and she describes what this can look like. And I've heard a number of people use this same kind of language, what this time looks like. It, it turns us in on ourselves. It drives us down the spiral ever deeper into our own negative feelings. It cuts us off from community. It makes us want to give up on the things that used to be important to us. It takes over our whole consciousness and crowds out our distant vision. 
It covers up all our landmarks, which are the signs of our journey with God so far. St. Ignatius wrote that in our hard times, at least in the beginning stages, the enemy's tactic is to bring us into desolation, to bring us to despair and therefore break our resolve to persevere in the Christian life. Look, if you're interested, he offered a series of 14 rules to help pull us out of the downward movement of desolation. Google it up, the 14 rules uh, of desolation, St. Ignatius, you'll, you'll find it. Google's good like that. But St. Ignatius talks about this ebb and flow of consolation and desolation as the normal path of the Christian life. And he offers guidance for the season. He says, pray and meditate on, on God's faithfulness. Choose to believe that consolation, the times when we know God is near, where we feel the presence and peace and the goodness of God, choose to believe that consolation will return soon. Seek out a trusting friend you can talk to who can keep you from thinking dumb stuff. He, he doesn't say use dumb stuff. I use that word, dumb stuff. Or making rash decisions. He says that it's, uh, people often make rash and bad decisions in, these, in times of desolation. But he teaches that we grow through desolation when we resist it. Even though this will not be what we want to do because it feels hard and difficult, but in resisting, we get better at resisting. So we have to rise above our, our kind of spontaneous emotional response in the moment and choose to act and think based on the truth of our faith in God. Because the truth is that God hasn't left you. In Deuteronomy 31 and again in Hebrews 13, so it's Old Testament and New Testament, the promise of God for his people we read that God says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. And you know, we see King David doing just this in Psalm 21 where he remembers the truth of his faith in God starts off, God, where are you? I, I don't know where you are. It feels like you've forsaken me. Everyone's against me. Life is hard. But then as we read through the psalm, he begins to speak truth about God into this. And first he reminds himself of what God has done. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. Verse 3. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. And he remembers what God has done for others and for himself. And then he calls out to God. Verse 19, But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Then he worships and states again the truth that God hears his prayer for help. He states the truth of that, that God, I know that you hear. Verse 22, I will declare your name to my people. He's worshiping. In the assembly, I will praise you. Yet you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. 
worship that finishes with a statement of confidence that God has heard my prayer. You know, this may have been a psalm that is written over days or weeks. Often we, we read them, we think, oh, someone's just scribbled down a little bit of a poem one afternoon. But it was probably written over days or weeks. And, and it describes this process of pulling out of a dark place. Not just a song of complaint that it starts off with like, nah, nah, life is just sucks. But also moving to a place of faith and trust and worship. Honest about the situation and how it feels, then remembering what God has done, then prayers asking for help, and then worship. You know, I've heard people say about this season that, uh, hey, look, we're, we're all in the same boat, uh, but uh, we're not all in the same boat. Like some of us are on a cruise ship with stabilizers, same storm, but different boats. Some, you know, some of us on a cruise ship, unlimited food, telling the waiter, oh, look, it's a, it's a bit stormy outside, isn't it? And, uh, you know, while ordering another pina colada, same storm, some of us on a nice yacht or maybe a nice launch, some in a scruffy yacht, some of us in a dinghy, some of us just holding on to a piece of driftwood in the midst of the storm. So I find it really hard so offering uh, some input, some inspiration, some encouragement when so many of you are all in so many different places. And uh, uh, we've had some Sundays where people have said um, that was just some of the most encouraging stuff I've ever heard. And other people have said like that was so unhelpful. <laughs> so, um, which is great. We value the feedback. But it's just like it's just a recognition of so many people in so many different places. But I'm just going to throw a few practical things towards you and that may help you um, to find God and some things uh, you you may want to grab a hold of maybe just just look for one thing just maybe in this whole message this morning just if there's one thing that you can take away and just you know just grab that write it down remember it and take it into you know what's ahead in this season and this is all about helping us to find God so here's the thing Notice when you get a sense of God, that God is here, God is with you. Either, either in your week right now or, or previously, what, what you were doing, where you were, what was around you when you felt like God is here and God is with me. I know that for me, when I lived out in, uh, in West Auckland, I lived on Christian Road because um, it, it wasn't reserved just for pastors, but uh, it's a pretty good uh, road to live on. But right at the end of Christian Road, uh, is a, uh, I think it's a water treatment station there, and but there's all sorts of uh, walking tracks all through the bush. And, uh, and I used to just head out there, and every time I did, I used to uh, just experience God in such a cool way. I used to tell people, like, uh, I found where God lives. He lives at the end of Christian Road. It was just a place that for me, I met with God. And so I just wanted to keep going back there because I think there's something about... Uh, places, situations uh, that just seem to open our heart more to, to, to where God is. I know that for me now, it's the, it's the corner chair in my lounge where I can look out the window and see the birds and uh, it's the space where I meet with God. Okay, so we're going to probably have to pause it there because my sheep has come towards me and um, it loves, my sheep know the sound of the master's voice. 
And so they've been hearing me talking away outside here and they think it's like, oh, I might have to hang out with, uh, with Matt for a little while. Anyway, I'll keep going. We'll see how we go. We might have to do a little bit of editing. Okay, second thing, something to throw out to you is that um, this time may be an opportunity for, for something new in your walk with God. And like you may not even have the energy to look and I appreciate that, but, but, but times of change can be an opportunity to discover new ways to connect with God. Because the other ways we were used to just don't seem to be working. Some of the things that Christians have uh, discovered over the centuries have been so helpful for genuinely helping people to connect with God and find God. Uh, uh, silence. Just being in a time of silence. Being alone and being silent. Silence and solitude. Fasting which is just choosing to deny yourself something that you're, everything in you kind of wants. You know, think of it most likely around food. And uh, I know that for many of us, we kind of do the opposite of fasting uh, while we're in lockdown, it's just snacky, snack, snack, you know, becoming COVID chubbies. I know that's, uh, I'm fighting that. Um, Sabbath, a whole day of rest. And again, you might go like, you gotta be, hey, where am I gonna find that? My kids are like uh, are full on, but, just throwing out ideas um, you know acts of kindness you know when you're in a low place or finding it hard to find God um, when you do something for someone else like it is remarkable how that can help you to meet with God and find God in the midst of that really can change you worship or how about praying in tongues for a solid few minutes like just you know, and just see what that does. You know, what may God be inviting you into? You know, the beckoning finger of God. Look, if you're getting real low on, on strength and energy, you know, physical, emotional, spiritual, and you're going like, I want to find God, but, pff, you know, tank's pretty low. Like, can you just maybe find a room to sit in and listen, just listen to a worship song, just be there and just, oh, and just listen. Or, or, or words of encouragement from a podcast? Or can you just go for a slow walk and, and look and, and listen for the things of beauty that reflect the glory of God? And like, if you have absolutely nothing left in your tank and you go like, oh, I don't, I, there's just nothing there, you, you need to hear this. So that no matter how low you get, if you don't wanna stay where you are, in your walk with God, you you have to do something. You have to do something. You have to find some little bit of strength and resolve and use it to cry out to God. Help! I mean, that is one of our great prayers that we have, isn't it? It's like, help me. Help. But you have to use whatever last little bit of strength that you have to resist desolation and call out to God, help! And he gives real strength to the weary heart. But you have to do something. You actually just have to do just that little thing. Jesus said, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He will do this, but you have to use that last little bit of strength to come to him. One other thing that may help you to find God in this time is, is lean on the faith of others. 
other people may be strong in this time. Lean on their strength and their faith. It may be, and it may be people that aren't in your life. It may be people that are doing podcasts in another country, or it may be uh, someone who's written a book, or that uh, I, I lean on people that have got strong uh, faith, that seem to be connected with God. I lean on them so much. And just know this before I finish that, whatever is going on in your world right now, that God will be at work in your life. And good will come from this. You know, just as Jesus, when he's on the cross, he actually quotes that same psalm we've just been referring to today, Psalm 22. And he's on the cross and he experienced this time, perhaps the first time he's ever experienced in his life, an absence of, of God feeling that is he is with him. And just the presence of God seemed to have abandoned him and he cries out that exact same psalm my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? but out of his death came the glorious resurrection and out of the resurrection for all of us came access to knowing God access into the, the throne room of the, of the king given us access to mercy and forgiveness and life full in this life and, and eternal life for whatever's ahead. So let me finish with this. I'm just going to be finished by talking about an unlikely person of faith. A guy called Tyson Fury. Some of you will recognize the name. He's just won a world championship heavyweight boxing fight just last weekend. He is someone that is far from perfect and has made a lot of mistakes. But there was an article in The Spectator uh, just this last week, it's a British magazine, and uh, it talks about what happened after he won what really was one of the greatest heavyweight boxing fights just this last Sunday. Let me read some things from this article. Just as soon as he had beaten Deontay Wilder last weekend, Tyson Fury gave thanks to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said that he was gonna pray for his fallen opponent. He has said that when he was recovering from depression, and mental illness he couldn't do it on his own and got down on his knees to ask God for help I went down as a 400 pound fat guy but when I got up off the floor after praying for like 20 minutes I felt the weight of the world was lifted off me shoulders he's lifted off me shoulders that's the way he talks now, the article goes on to say that at Fury's lowest in 2016 the year that he had abandoned the world boxing titles, heavyweight championship boxing titles that he'd won uh, in his handsome triumph against Vladimir Klitschko the year before, he was using Olympian amounts of cocaine and alcohol to combat his depression. He ballooned up to 400 pounds. In one interview he said that if it were not for his faith he would have killed himself. The article says the history of boxing is full of champions who have sunk into a bog of mental illness and addiction. What is more rare is for a boxer to clamber out again. Somehow though, that is exactly what Fury did, although he would say it was thanks to the grace of God. Friends, we have to give our burdens to Jesus. He gives strength to the weary heart. He will meet you in your pain and your confusion and your emptiness. And when you know He is with you, everything changes. You know, explanations don't comfort, the presence of God does. So when things change around you do, do you, do you run from God or do you run to God? But like, and, and why would we run 
from the one who can give you the comfort that is what we need in seasons of challenge and, and tough times. Change is constant. But Jesus said, he said, take heart for I have overcome the world. And that's the message we need today. Take heart for I have overcome the world. You may be watching today, you may not know God and I just want you to know that he is for you and if you are in a place where you recognize that you've been doing life under your own strength and it's just not working for you, why don't you do like what so many millions, billions have done around the world and say like, God, I, I give it all to you and I choose you and I invite you to be, uh, to be with me, to be for me. And what he will do is that he will come and he will meet with you and he will welcome you and forgive. He just offers such mercy, God, for all the th for mercy from God for all the things that um, that we know that we've done, that we feel ashamed and guilty of. He says, "Come, there's forgiveness for you, and then step into a life with me that is a life that is beyond anything that you can imagine, and you will experience a love that is beyond anything that you've known as possible." I just love to finish by praying for all of us. Uh, so you may want to join me as we pray. Oh, glorious God, wonderful Heavenly Father that we have, we pray to you now. We say, God, may we know in this season that you are with us. God, may, we, may your presence be near. May, your, may you come quickly, God, for those of us that are in need. God, we're for those that are of us that are saying, where are you, God? God, I pray that you would come and meet with us and allow us to know your love, your mercy, and your goodness once again. And God, for anyone that is just right in this moment said like yes to, to you, God, I pray that you would come and that you would meet them and just show them that this isn't just some story, made-up story, that, that you are real and that you are for us and you are changing lives and that you are for whoever who has said yes to you in this moment and that you would walk with them in incredible ways, God, and lead them into life and freedom and joy. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.